Welcome back to a very special Star Wars The Last Jedi edition of This Film Is Lit. Since it is a very special episode, we're joined by a very special guest, the one, the only, Mr. Sam Pixley from Three Wise Radio. You may know him. He's also my best friend. We're up visiting Chicago to see the movie. We just got out. What did you guys think of Star Wars The Last Jedi? Thank you. You said it right there. Special. <laughs> and it's special to be here, guys. <laughs> it is special. Uh, what are we going right off the cuff? Sort of like first impressions. Just like it is very fresh. We've only seen it once and we've only just seen it about yeah. an hour ago. So these are all very raw impressions of how we felt about the film. And we don't go spoilers yet, sorry. I definitely liked it. I mean, it, I, I had strong feelings about it. Um, yeah. It definitely felt modern in the way that, like, some of the jokes mm. were incorporated and things yeah. like that. Like, mm-hmm. it definitely felt like a more modern movie. Definitely felt a little less like the concerns that people have with Force Awakens. Yeah. And like, oh, it's just a, a rehashing of those old movies. This one felt like it, it knew its place and knew the time that it was coming out. Yeah, it was yeah. very different than what I was expecting and it was funny because when the when the credit or the opening crawl rolled I would lean you with a joke to us like oh so it starts exactly the same way Empire does and then none of the rest of the movie is anything <laughs> like any other Star Wars movie except for a little I mean obviously there are moments and things that they yeah. pull and that sort of thing but what did you think Katie? I really liked it. Yeah I did too just to kind of in general I really enjoyed it but I think it's I think it's going to benefit from repeat viewing yeah I think um, no, there's, there's a lot there's a lot happening yeah. and going on that I think a, a, de- a second viewing would definitely be beneficial. Agreed. Yeah, there's a lot happening, and I think and I think I, I mentioned it. I think it's going to benefit in the way that Force Awakens maybe didn't. Whereas Force Awakens, after you watched it a second or third time, which I still really liked it, you sort of recognize how reminiscent a lot mm-hmm. of the elements are, and how while there is new stuff and interesting stuff, it's definitely. Um, wasn't really it was very much a uh, safe bet to do what they did but yeah so where uh seven was very safe with what they were doing um to an extent uh this one very much not so uh very different like i said i i don't think any of the things i expected to happen in general maybe a couple things uh, vaguely happened that i expected but overall like a lot of it wasn't what i thought was going to happen in the film kind of the direction it went and it was a very um had some really interesting moments when we get into spoilers that I was like, just, what? That is very different. That is not what I was expecting at all. I had not really thought about what might or may not happen. Mm -hmm. So I went in with almost no preconceived ideas of anything. And I thought it was interesting. Yeah. It was definitely different from other Star Wars movies. There were definitely some moments where I wasn't completely like... There were some unexpected moments, but none none of the like the big things that I had kind of thought about, like, oh, what if they do this? Would this be a big risk? Like, I don't yeah. think there were many huge risks taken in this. Personally, with 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 big characters, like, let's not get into again, not getting into spoilers, yeah. but I some smaller scale stuff, yeah. Um, this was the first one that I also really felt I felt the Disney handprint on. Really, yeah, more so than seven. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like it was more than seven. This, I'd felt the rhythm of the j- like the comic joke, book yeah. genre in this one yeah. a lot yeah. more than in than in seven. Where with that one, I really felt like okay, we're definitely doing like a Star Wars yeah. rehash. This one, the the um, not the process of it, but the pacing and everything pace, yeah. felt a lot more 
like that world. I can see that. I because I did one thing that I did, and it, it I don't know if it bothered me a little bit, but the humor did at times when they hit the joke felt very like it's been ten minutes. A dramatic moment happened. Joke moment. They plugged of. things in, like kind of a little bit. Now, not not a lot, but it's, I I know what you're talking about, and I definitely didn't notice that, and it didn't bother me, but I did notice that it I, it felt like that that yeah every ten or fifteen minutes we have to have that punchline joke from one of the characters that kind of I don't know I and that's just a vague impression that I got a little bit, but it doesn't bother. It's just that's the no. formula, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I knew I was in the formula, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'd have to, I said I have to rewatch it and think about it more because it didn't, yeah, it didn't bother me. And, and it didn't, not a, I guess I, I did notice it, but not at the same time because it, it felt, because so much else felt different. And, and like, and I think it, while there's no huge um, uh, risks in terms of like the main characters, in a way, I think there also are really risky moments that are like could or could not work depending on how they did them and, and we'll talk and some we talked about you, you felt or you know we weren't sure if they worked or not and that sort of thing so i think there was risks in that in the way they executed stuff but in terms of like who lives who dies that sort of thing or like where's the character story going yeah there weren't any like major like left field yeah. turns i don't think well i mean i think in a way though disney is still kind of testing the waters with star wars what do you mean well if you think about it with um with episode seven, mm-hmm. rebooting the franchise was already the risk. Like, that was the gamble. Yeah. So they gave us something very familiar, um, yeah. something that we could be comfortable with, mm-hmm. that would be something we already liked. So that was a success. So now they're pushing the envelope just a little bit in yeah. terms of formula. Yeah. And I think maybe then episode nine be will be even more. Maybe. You know, pushing but the boundaries even a little bit. It's more. funny. It's funny you say that because it sounded like Sam was saying that he saw more of the formula in this than he saw in Seven, which but I don't a, know a if different I agree formula. With. Yeah, not a Star Wars formula. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. so much the storyline, right? Form recipe as much as it was like the pacing, the and pacing, like the rhythm, yeah. the rhythm mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, um, was what felt the least Star Warsy to me. Because there was a lot of action in this, like yeah. even more yeah. so than most Star Wars films. Like a lot. Like there were set pieces, like constantly. Yeah, almost throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's only a little break, kind of in the middle with Ray and Luke, and that's not really a spoiler. Where it kind of slows down at all, and even that hand has its own kind of action sequences in it so yeah it it definitely it hits hot and fast with the action but it also um i don't know i yeah it's uh it's it's a very different than what i was expecting for some reason and i don't even know what i was expecting it just wasn't exactly what it was but i really enjoyed it and i I thought it was really interesting and i thought it was really fun um i don't know how much we can really discuss without getting into spoilers because like anything any actual nitpicks or or things we liked are almost essentially going to have to be spoilers i would think I mean, if anything i would say that it, i mean it's a sign of a good movie that if there are problems like that with for me being able to detect like being in a formula like, yeah but being forgiving of it yeah is because there's yeah. other good things going there's on and also i think they have to is i mean i don't know if you guys know this but disney thinks big picture uh, yeah it's true they're, they're thinking you know empire um not literally. strikes back but just like a little no, literally empire. The empire. yeah they literally are the empire but in order for them to do that and be able to say, well, eventually we're just going to start doing movies that are about nothing. They have to start mixing up. Like, you're not going to be able – you have to kind of de- redefine what it means to be a Star Wars movie. Exactly. Like, you have to open up yeah. a little like, bit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Give us something familiar first. Yeah. 
and then push and then the envelope. And, then, and this one was the one that yeah. was the most jarring for me because it started to breach that. Yeah. yeah. The next one I'll be more comfortable with yeah. it because I saw this one and yeah. and then eventually they'll make movies that have nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. Yeah. No, they won't. <laughs> they will, but I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, and I think this is a good place to transition into spoilers because while it did... There was so much... I think what they did a good job of, and this is now spoilers, um, is uh, having moments that while the overall thing definitely pushed in new directions that made it feel a lot different and fresh for the Star Wars film, it also had lots of moments that were very clearly like... uh, A couple little ones in particular, obviously the... the, um, the standoff between Kylo Ren and Luke is very uh, reminiscent of the Darth and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. standoff. And, you know, figured that's where it was going yeah. basically. Um, the, the, uh, which one sequence that I really enjoyed was on the final planet on crate when Chewie and, uh, whatchamacallit are flying the, um, Millennium Falcon, the porks, porks. <laughs> oh the, por- the pork, the pork's not doing anything. The pork's <laughs> just sitting there, but Chewie and, uh, uh Ray are, are flying the Millennium Falcon and they help rescue everybody. Um, that whole sequence where they're flying through the planet, and I, I thought it was really neat, but it's also really reminiscent of the uh, Return of the Jedi when Lando takes the Millennium into Falcon like the, into the, the deep half, trench run. Yeah, the half-built Death Star and all the red, because in that yeah. it's all the red metal parts. And but it was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's very similar. So, I, and there was moments like that throughout the film that felt very Star Warsy. Obviously, I yeah, mean, there's I, still a lot of mirroring, a lot of mirror, a lot of rhyming, as uh, George Lucas would say. But um. So what did you guys think of the of the big revelation of uh, which I actually kind of thought this might be it was one of my like top 2 or 3 of of who Ray's parents are assuming it's true and he wasn't lying but <laughs> So Kylo says that your parents are nobody. Yeah. You're just druggies. Yeah, oh, they yeah. are junkers, I think he says desert junkers. Um, sold you for beer. Yeah. Do you like that or would you rather she had been I think it's Somebody. a smart move because it also gives you freedom in the future yeah. Yeah. to be like, okay, we can actually get away from this now once all of these people either tap out from being in these movies or dying of, yeah. of old age or, or tragedies. Yeah. Or yeah. It's a smart choice. Yeah. If assuming, assuming he was telling the truth, truth was, I think he was, mm-hmm. um, I, I like it. And it's kind of, it was either my thought, my bank was on either she's nobody or she's Han and Leia's kid. Uh, and now there's that's that's a whole other can of worms. But I, I was kind of leaning in that direction that there was some something going on with her being uh, the, the other solo child. Mm-hmm. And I think they led to that yeah. with like the whole yeah. like oh they're connected somehow. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was they a were good, really setting it up that way. Yeah, they really built it up that way. And I, I kind of was relieved almost when he's like you're yeah. you're nobody. You're a I garbage agree. person. Because also like looking back on it, like the whole idea of like bloodlines and that that also kind of i never felt that in star wars i felt it as more of like oh the skywalker isn't it's just a father and son thing yeah. mm-hmm. well and and daughter but yeah it's not like oh their bloodline is so pure because yeah. well, what's her name shmi skywalker yeah. or whatever her she's original name was like she's a nobody like there's <laughs> nothing there she's just a slave lady on a planet and, so and i also think it, it ties in better thematically with her it, being, you know, just some random nobody with the whole idea of the resistance of the rebels. If, if, if the only people that can lead this thing and be our heroes are from some ancient bloodline of amazing chosen Jedi, it's like, that's not what the resistance is about. The resistance is about being uh, amazing people coming out of nowhere and banding together. Not like, Oh, you're, you're super, that's like royalty thing. That's like a, something the empire would be into. And also the idea of the force, like oh well the force is a little choosy when it yeah. comes to it. it's got its favorite families like it would just be a regular person yeah. that gets thrust into yeah. this because right place right time yeah. and yeah 
And that, too, gives them a window if they do want to take this franchise away from the Skywalker storyline. Yep, yeah. Got Which a nice have, little window now. As much as you say you don't want them to, like... No, I do. I a, a thing for me was always, like, I knew that I was never going to be satisfied with the way that Luke Skywalker's story ended, because yeah. you always had this idea of, like, what he would become after, after yeah. the movies mm. ended, so best in my mind to just get away with get away from it because you're not yeah. going to be able yeah. to do it speaking of that i was a little disappointed with what they chose to do to an extent because i felt like he didn't really have he had his moment in this which actually makes sense i guess because he's an old man and like but he didn't so i i guess the the little kid in me wanted to see luke skywalker fuck up a bunch of people with a lightsaber yeah. one more time <laughs> but i say one more time not that he ever really he did never it. did yeah he did a little bit on return of the jedi crush all those walkers <laughs> with his hands or yeah. something i just well and and, and so his, it actually makes sense and is very fitting for him that because his thing was that he was very connected to the force and and through his training and that sort of thing he wasn't like a, an amazing uh fighter or whatever um but so I guess it does make sense to have his big moment be like this all draining power moment where he summons all of the mm-hmm. force to project himself across across the galaxy. Like, yeah, and then so him I was but I guess the thing that disappointed me most was that it was such a fun line when he says "see you around, kid" to Kylo Ren after that, and then he just becomes a force ghost. I guess right immediately after I was like, oh, I was hoping we'd see him again. There would be some final moment in the third movie where he had, I don't know. Well, maybe you still can. Like, yeah, it's true. Maybe he'll be a force ghost. Th- that's fair. He can totally come back and be, a fa- he will. He also, the, will. the laws of becoming a force ghost were like extremely rare. And now everybody's doing it. Cause I think that was the big thing with Qui-Gon is, is like, Oh, Qui-Gon and Yoda. He like figured out, like, yeah. Oh, we figured out how to actually become like yeah. a force ghost. And then when now everybody's just doing it. But uh, I I enjoyed it. Again, it was more of the things like I don't think Luke Skywalker would necessarily brush his shoulder off after that surviving was laser blast moment for me. I wasn't a big fan of that. That that to me was part of that. Like we got to put something silly in here because you can't just have a powerful moment. Right. We got to put a little like oh right. that Luke, was that always cheeky guy. It's like never. Yeah, that was almost probably my least favorite part of the whole movie. Was that one because it was such a great moment overall, and it made and and. and because immediately, initially, you think it's like him just blocking all the lasers, you know, with the force. But you know, he's not actually there. But it was such a great moment and so cool. And then, yeah, he comes out and he brushes his shoulder. I'm almost like, really? Like he would just walk forward? Like he yeah. wouldn't do that? I, I don't know. That felt, yeah. And, and I see what you're saying. In that, in moments like that, where it was like, eh. not everybody needs to have Iron Man sass. No, yeah, not everybody needs to be that character. Well, and Luke isn't I, that character. I could be wrong here. I could be getting my. Um... My periods mixed up, but I think that's one of the the hallmarks of post post modernism. Wow, post post modernism. Post post modernism, or I think some people like to call it like new cynicism. Maybe. Yeah, I've heard that bandied around. I know cynicism. Um, it, it's this idea where you always undermine the powerful moment. I don't really know to what purpose. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know if I agree. Who, we as but, audience members, no, like, or no, like in a in story, story, in your story, a, you under you and you, like that's something that modern stories are doing now is undermining those powerful moments. You know, they have a joke. That is or, the joke after the yeah. big moment. But to me, that wasn't the moment or the character to do it with. If you're gonna do it in that moment, do it with a different character. Like if you're gonna, if you want to do that, which they do a lot, and that's like you said, that happens in comic book movies. Yeah. That's the thing is that you have your big moment and then somebody makes a joke afterwards. 
That's a that's a Poe Dameron. That's a Han Solo. Yeah. That's your character. That's the yeah. whole time not, is like that. This is all a wrong. joke. Yeah, but I that is it's one of the hallmarks of this era that we're in now of storytelling. Yeah, because they even do it with somebody else. They do it with um, the guy on the ship because uh, on the on the shuttle because uh, Ky- immediately after that Kylo, Kylo says take me down to the Earth and then Hux is like you're not going down there and then he throws him through the wall or whatever. And the guy's like, yep, take you right down, buddy. Yes, like, so they have that moment, but I don't know. I agree that I thought that was just very out of character and didn't really yeah, make it was, sense. Yeah, it was, it was just such a, strange, such a strange thing. Speaking of another moment that was potentially prob- problematic, what did you think of uh, Leia surviving being blown that was, into space? It was just... To me, it felt so poorly done. Just the, like, her... So she gets... So we get to a point where Kylo also makes the decision not to blow up his mom. Yeah. Because he somehow got her targeted. Um, and right as he makes that decision not to, the two fighters behind him make a different, <laughs> a very different decision. That ain't their mom on that ship. <laughs> and, and it felt... She blew up. Everyone blew up. But she's spinning through space. And she's frozen because you know space. Yeah. And then she... Her arm slightly moves. Her hand slightly moves a little bit. And then she begins to stay still but float back towards the ship and then like kind of tap on the door with yeah. her frozen hand and then she somehow they open that door without, without all getting, getting sucked, sucked out space, yeah. and then she's just kind of collapses and they're like oh she's lost consciousness so did she make that decision was that like a forced decision to be able to float back i like, think so i think the idea is that that is what happened that she because she knows she can she knows the force is strong in their family she knows she has a connection to the force i think the idea is that yeah she she like because she in the moment right before she gets blown into space she like gathers herself it seems like there's a close-up of her and she like seems very i don't know sullen not sullen but something there's something comes over and then she gets sucked out into space and i think the idea is that yeah she like went into like force uh she went into like a force stasis. cocoon yeah like a force cocoon to, to stop herself from being i don't know it's a little strange i didn't i i definitely didn't love it i liked it. i don't know i was very conflicted because i liked it a little bit and i thought it made sense that leia should be able to maybe not even necessarily like do any like it almost more of like a fl- fight or flight thing where it's not like she really even knows what she's doing it's just sort of since she her, instinctual power yeah just sort of since uh her and luke and them are, are so strong with the force that it just sort of happens and like mm. it's just sort of her survival thing kicks in and the force kind of like takes over i don't know i, I didn't love it but i think that just goes with the inconsistencies of like because when luke started with the force he sucked yeah. And I guess we're we're just assuming then that Leia has maybe been like dabbling with yeah, growing I in think her that's power, the idea. and we just kind of accept that. But for me, it it had too many like similarities to for some reason just like the way that she kind of like glided through. I couldn't not get out of my head like Superman imagery yeah. of like yeah. him going into a Kryptonian like sleep hibernation sleep <laughs> cocoon, which would bring him back to life, and that feeling of she just like. Maybe if it had been done in a different way of, like, her maybe still, like, when they looked out the window, things were blown up, but she was, like, still sitting there, like, in a in some kind of stasis or something. But the fact that she, like, blew out and then, like, floated herself back to the yeah. door, like, it just could have been better done. Yes. And that was just felt really sloppy. I think we, I think the thing, that was exactly my feeling, was that if they could have done the exact same thing and the Force could have saved her, but just don't have her fly back to the ship. Just yeah, have her visually. stick there and they see her that she's still out there. 
and like seems to be alive and she's you know and she's or like, she's just floating there after the explosion like floating inside the wreckage of the ship oh right and they don't right, even yeah. go get her they just see her floating but, there yeah. and they see her maybe like move a little bit yeah and like what the hell is that i think they could have done it in a way that wasn't quite so mary poppinsy because i couldn't help get that out of my <laughs> mind like if she had had an umbrella being pulled like it would look it would have been perfect yeah <laughs> she literally is just like standing there with her arm extended floating towards yeah. and that was yeah that that took me out of it what about you katie what did you think of that moment uh, it wasn't great yeah it's just something about Agreed. it yeah. <laughs> It's just yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I'm glad her character wasn't dead. Yeah, because I thought I thought they just unceremoniously yeah. killed her off yeah. for a minute. And I was like, wow, that was that was it. But I knew they didn't because I because I had heard them say beforehand them discuss that she they didn't kill her in the movie. You know, because people after Carrie Fisher died speculated that like oh they're gonna kill her off or something, mm-hmm. and they said they didn't change it. And that she would have been a big part of the third movie. So I was like, well, then she they, felt like a big part of this one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she definitely was a major major player. Her and Luke. Both had pretty much equal. Yeah. So Leia is definitely. Yeah. Now it's an interesting thing because they're you know they they are doing the thing where they're killing off one of each of the. <laughs> right. The, yep. The one original movie, one group movie trio, at a time. A trio, one movie at a time, and this was Luke's turn. But um, although he doesn't really die, he just kind of becomes, becomes one, one with, with the Force. force. <laughs> Space ghost or uh, Force ghost rather. What about spoiler moments that we actually really liked, or is there any other nitpick or not nitpicky, but any other moments that Katie was there any moment in particular that you didn't find? satisfying or thought was a little um, out of place hmm. or no i okay not a moment i brought this up after we left the theater they really sold us hard on the porgs oh <laughs> they were like oh porgs they're gonna be they're so super cute we're gonna sell eight million toys oh they are they're they are they're, super cute. they're cute sure but all of the other animals were cuter i Even beg the- to disagree hard disagree <laughs> On the blue milk, the, the blue milk tit monster. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> not including that one. Not, not, like not including the blue milk tit monster, <laughs> but like the the foxy looking horse things. There's a lot of Pokemon in this movie. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of Pokemon. And the little, the little, like, the little ice foxes. Yeah, those yeah, basically those cool. were a Pokemon. Well, so those were in the tra- those were also in the trailer. Barely. The only other ones yeah. I've yeah. seen. But there's like one shot of them. Um, yeah, I thought both of those things were cuter. Yeah, than those the were cool. I thought the Porgs, actually, I didn't hate them. I liked the way that they were, again, like, these jokes did not need to be in this, but I liked the idea of, like, Chewie yeah. killed and cooked some of them. I <laughs> yeah. was going to eat them, and Porg was like, <laughs> what? Like, that was a very Disney thing, but, yeah. I, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I still like to think Chewie did eat it. Yeah, I totally, totally did, I think. Um, I, but I also, I, I thought they made it, might have overplayed it the porg a little bit just like one or two too many times during that final yeah. cutting back to it in the cockpit maybe just because they did it twice they did it the at least same twice. shot twice yeah they did it at least twice i thought like it was like three times but like yeah I was, even if it was twice it felt i was like you did that joke once of the porg in the you know yeah like you don't need to go back to that well we already did i don't know but um so yeah so the porg weren't didn't live up to your your no I thought they were cute. I'm still. I'll part, I'm proudly part of Pork Nation. Nation. <laughs> Hashtag Pork Nation. Oh, I tweeted gosh. this, but I, I I do think my theory holds true. The Porg are in fact grown up midichlorians. Confirmed. It has been confirmed by George <laughs> confirmed. Lucas. If on you stay Twitter. after for the post credit scene, <laughs> it shows little. It's 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 like a it's like a sixty minute nature documentary <laughs> of the life cycle of a Porg. It starts as midichlorians. It's narrated by David Attenborough. It's great. <laughs> Powerful stuff. Really compelling. So sit around for that one. It was so weird when the movie was only an hour and a half long. We're like, wait, what is this? And then our documentary kicks in. 60-minute Porga documentary. 
Um, the only other inconsistency that I think kind of hit me and, and was it felt like they were getting real loose. And this is kind of similar to what we talked about with Leia, but we're getting real loosey goosey with like what the force does and people are capable of with it. I felt, um, like putting, like some people are able to put visions in people, like now we're able to put visions in people's heads. Now we're able to like touch each other across the floor, like actually physically touch each other. Water is teleporting through the world. Oh, right, right, like, right, yeah. there's a scene where, so Snoke has been, like, linking, linking those two Ray. together yeah. to make it think that they have some kind of connection when they don't, and at one point, it's she's in the rain and he's not, and when they come out of their, like, little vision he's meetup, wet. he's wet. Yeah. Like, like what is... I, I guess, guess... I guess the idea is that they... they now, because I, I think what the problem with it is is that they've we've never seen it in the movies because in, in the extended universe of star wars a lot of and i don't know if, if these particular things we see in this are ever done or, or, or mentioned but the the force does have a lot of um more interesting <laughs> lando agrees or disagrees um the force is used for a lot more interesting and varied things within the universe of star wars across you know outside of the films and uh, I I would bet that in some of the lead up books, oh maybe not because there's not a lot of force in a lot of the lead up books. So they tended to deal with like the first order and what they're doing. But um, yeah, I, I think it it is all of a sudden a lot of extra interesting things to throw in one movie that the force can suddenly do that we've never really seen before, really. But it, we've seen hints of of moments like that, like the whole because the 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 moment with um in uh in Empire when uh, Luke goes into that tree. And confronts a Darth Vader yeah. like that, you know, that's like a, a Force vision or whatever yeah. or something, you know. So we're see, we've seen elements that are similar, just not exactly the same. Because that, I mean, like, well, how else would you explain that? Is some sort of weird Force vision or? I think that's that. That to me was always just that they said that like Dagobah was so saturated with Force energy right. or whatever that, I mean, you got to kind of let that go. Also, I was younger and less critical thing right right but um, i mean i mean it is a similar thing and how whether or not it was the planet's force powers creating it or or in this one a uh, person that's very strong with the force i don't know I, I yeah it didn't bother me too much i just, i thought it all kind of made sense or at least didn't it, it wasn't like well wait well, we can do that with the force that's crazy i thought that it, that was it didn't it didn't bother me so much as it just makes me again question like it's you've always got kind of this thing with like the escalation we are like like people like to equate it to like the dragon ball z escalation right. where p- people just have to keep getting stronger to keep it interesting like yeah. this person is more powerful mm-hmm. so the next person has to get more powerful it's difficult to do that in this star wars universe where like when the force and jedi and force users were at their prime was so long ago yeah. and the teachings keep getting more and more diluted but somehow like new abilities and yeah. things keep manifesting. Yeah. You're like, so what's like, how does that work? Like, yeah. do the teachings mean nothing? And it's just like, how bad do you want it to utilize these powers? And I think also the other part of that ties in with just Snoke as a character. Yeah. You want to start talking yeah, about Yeah, I think that? that's a good place to talk about Snoke because I, that was one more place I wanted to go. Uh, so Snoke dies in this movie, or at least we assume he does. I, he got he cut into four pieces. So. The last Sith Lord that got cut in half did not die. That's what I'm so. saying. You never know. Um, but that was interesting, and I actually really liked that. Uh, but I'm also, and this kind of ties into my thoughts about uh, the, the end of the movie in general, is like they can do whatever the fuck they want with the third movie because like we don't even know what... Like, everybody, like, it's just kind of primed, so nobody important dies other than Luke. 
kind of. Um, so everybody's primed and ready to go into the third movie, but we don't really have an evil Sith Lord anymore. I mean, it's Kylo Ren. He, and he killed... So essentially, he did become... The master. Because the master, because he killed his Sith Lord. But, but there's still conflict. There's still conflict, which is interesting. And mm-hmm. also, I think... Well, yeah, I guess... I mean, I'm trying to get all over the place. Yeah, The thing, a, the thing very... with Snoke that, that threw me off was... Like they can, and I guess maybe I can. I think actually, the more I think about it, the more I actually like the idea of maybe Snoke is like because big reveal. Who is he? We still don't. We know. Still don't he know, is yeah. just a gross-looking old man <laughs> that wears a yellow silk bathrobe. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm so good at this." And it's yeah. like, "You're actually not that great at this." No, because um, he can't. He can see into Kylo Ren's heart and see that he's going to kill somebody. He just doesn't realize yeah. the person he's going to kill is. Yeah, when, the, <laughs> so, when that, that was a little on the nose when it, to me when he's like he's grabbing his blade yeah. he's, he's striking on the lightsaber his true enemy <laughs> uh, and then just <laughs> like that to me was a little bit like all right let's just wrap this thing up uh, i liked it i thought it worked pretty well in that scene i enjoyed it i it was a little on the nose but i thought in the in the sort of drama of the moment it worked like with in 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 any less of a uh, grandiose room with any crazy or with any less insane of a, a villain looking villain and that sort of thing it would have been like She's stupid, but in that setting, it like worked for me, and I thought it made sense. But I, I just couldn't get past. Like, I'm, I'm sure that at some point when he got all that damage that he did, his, uh, his manhood was cut off because I think when he was giving that delivery of that line, you would have seen a massive erection <laughs> through that bathrobe. I can't get past his attire. Like, he's wearing a yellow like silk bathrobe, and I can't get past it. I don't know. It's like a gold robe. It's, it's I, sort of. It's very like. Uh, comfortable (laughs) well i mean i'm sure it is but when you're the supreme ruler i just felt very i mean you're the supreme ruler yeah that's fair i just couldn't something about him threw me off i think the thing that maybe bothered me the most about him it wasn't even him it was just well it was how little we still knew about him and how how i don't think it matters i think he was always kind of a red herring i agree I agree that he was probably always set up to just be sort of a, yeah, a pawn, not a yeah. pawn, but like a, a, yeah, a red herring, uh, like a, uh, this is, ooh, it's the big bad guy, ooh, not really. Yeah. Um, but I guess if, if, because we knew so little about him and people spent so long speculating on who he could be, and then, I mean, most people finally came to the idea that he's probably not anybody, you know, he's not the fucking reanimated the thing, To say of, he's not anything, he's also, like, an extremely powerful Sith Lord right. who's able to do things that we've never seen before. Right. So, like, there's that. Yeah. So that that almost demands answers. It, it begs like, the question of, like, well, okay, yeah, you're right. I, I agree <laughs> with that, where you can't... If you build a guy up like this who's this big, powerful dude that we don't know anything about, and it, you do it as a red herring, we at least need to know a little bit of where he came from just so we're not like, why, where the fuck is this guy? Like, what? Yeah, who? even if he'd just been, like, for, for like, for 200 years, I've been in the dark waiting, watching yeah. other Sith Lords rise and fall, <laughs> then it would have been fine. Like, okay, he's just some dude that's really good, but for him to just be like... I think that is the implication. I think that may be touched on in the books. I haven't read all of them, but I think there is in one of the books, uh, one of the Aftermath books, which is one of the prequels to this movie i think technically um i think it is touched on that he has been out way out in the middle of nowhere biding his time sort of just waiting as the implication that it sounds like from i've, I've heard I, I wasn't in one of the ones that i read but i think that is alluded to and now that doesn't do anything if you haven't read the book obviously but uh, i think that is actually basically his backstory is that he has been on his own out on the outer 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 rim waiting for the rest of shit to go down for him to swoop in and take power basically 
So I, I think it is what you said. And I don't think that's a problem except for a very a very niche group like myself who really likes the Star Wars universe and wants to know more yeah. about it but is too lazy to, to read actually read the, the extra material. <laughs> yeah. So o- overall, not a big concern. Yeah. Um, I really the that fight scene was really satisfying after he kills Snoke. That was a fun little team yeah. up like superhero moment of like ah, Kylo Ren and Rey fucking up shit together, and then uh, and then that stops very quickly, <laughs> and their relationship ends very quickly. I liked that. I think that was one of my favorite things. Is that necessity? Yeah, the necessity, but also just the of them bonding in that or you know coming together in that moment. But also just I you still I still don't know where Kylo Ren's going to end up on this thing. You know what I mean? Like, I still don't... He still feels very... As we talked about in the first one. He was, like, the most compelling character and uh, and had some of the more interesting character motivations of any Star Wars villain, really, that we'd, yeah. we'd ever seen. Um, even more so than, like... Darth Vader, I, he has the whole prequels that, that set it up. But, like, in just one movie, his we really kind of got a feeling for where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I was a little worried early in this movie that they were going to switch it and he was going to be, like, the sleeper agent the whole time. Because he was when he was like the way he, some of his early interactions with Ray and the way they were talking, and he's like, "Well, Luke didn't tell you what happened in the tenth. I was like, "Is he gonna have been like under deep cover? Because I would be so disappointed <laughs> the if deepest that's cover, deep, deep. I know. Cover. I, I was like, really hope that's not the case. But and I'm, and it wasn't. I'm glad that wasn't the case. But I still think the what they did with him and having him kill Snoke, but then still crave that power that. Mm-hmm. That, that he he was trying to seek from Snoke, and then it wasn't killing Snoke. He didn't because it would have been real easy for him to kill Snoke, and then like I say easy, then we wouldn't have had a bad guy. But for him to kill Snoke, and then like all right, let's uh, now I'm good, not good, but like leaning that direction again and yeah. kind of moving and going with Ray. I felt like they could have done that, and I'm glad they didn't. And it's still a muddy mess with him. <laughs> I'm trying to determine if I really like because I'm trying to figure out his motivations and if i think that it's really if i'm really impressed by them or now i just don't quite grasp them because it feels like he's almost at a point where you know in the original he was like oh man i want to live up to the legacy of darth vader and you know i want to be that guy but it almost feels like at this one it shifted to he's just so like he hates so much about essentially about legacy like he's turned on and is like everything that's old needs to go like Sith need to go. Jedi need to go. Like everything that is trying to dictate who we're supposed to be needs yeah. to go. But he has like the childish mindset of like, okay, but I'll set things. Like yeah. I'll make mm-hmm. it in my image. I just have to get rid of everything that existed before. I think that is it, and I think that's an interesting. But because it, it's also because he has so. I mean, his his whole um, arc was shaped by his the the son of you know the two most famous people in the galaxy the yeah. grandson of the most infamous person in the galaxy um his uncle is you know the most famous jedi of all time so yeah he has yeah. a lot of baggage and yeah. so it makes sense for him to want to just I'll just cut off all this fucking baggage now and yeah. just and 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 restart this thing because like but he also still really craves that power because he's it, from that upbringing of being, you know, like the le- least important person in the family of the most important people in the galaxy, he's forever has that little man syndrome of like I have to be, yeah. you know, he wants to be that that he wants that power like all Sith do, and so it's sort of that combination of things I think is like what's motivating him to just like want to burn everything to the ground, and then and he's got some elements of like his I guess his great uncle who would Anakin be to him? It would still be his grandpa. 
His grandfather, yeah, right? Yeah, his grandfather. Yeah. They still got that kind of idea of, like, I am powerful enough that I should be able to, like, shape and do the things that I want to do. And also, if you look at it, like, I, I really enjoyed the, like, multiple perspectives of what happened at the Jedi, yeah. at, at Luke's yeah. Jedi Temple. Because from Luke's perspective, like, he he kind of twisted and shut it down. But from Kylo's perspective, he was just going to kill him. But then when we but find the out truth the truth was... was Luke had a moment of weakness, thought about striking him down, and yeah. it what he said like it like a breeze, it, it yeah, went away it immediately. But to to Kylo, who has a little bit of potential dark side in him, that was an immediate trigger of like this guy's trying to kill me. Yeah. And so then you've got that idea of, you know, he he betrayed my last master betrayed me. This master in the beginning is like, You're worthless, you're no good to me. Yeah. Like his yeah. other every person who is supposed to be his master or yeah. someone to look up to to grow has yeah. basically betrayed him. Yeah. And so So burn it all down. Yeah, Blaze your down. own let's, trail. Let's start up new. Daddy issues to the nth degree. <laughs> but it was good that he's still back because I don't think the Huxley guy could carry no. being no. the king. No. And you need somebody with a lightsaber on the bad side. Like you gotta have <laughs> yeah. some like somebody has to be the villain with a well, lightsaber. Apparently you don't because those uh those elite guards yeah, they're their armor good. could sometimes stop lightsabers other and times couldn't. other times couldn't. Well, I actually, no, it did never stop a lightsaber. I don't think their weapons yeah, could. They, her, that lady's gauntlets. Oh, the gauntlets. Kylo yeah. like swung his lightsaber, yeah. and she's just like, nope. Well, I guess it would maybe it's only like certain parts because they have to yeah. have a what is it? It's from the vibroblade, yeah, vi- or vibranium, or not? Yeah, something like that. Um, they did do a good job. I think they actually did a good job because I, I was like looking at that inconsistency, and I was like, okay, I guess it's maybe just similar to like body armor, where like a direct shot yeah. will take care of it. And there were also some really good shots where when they did do stab wounds, they were like either under plates yeah. or like in weak spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was actually pretty impressed with how they handled that potential inconsistency. Yeah. This yeah. was a cool scene. Yeah. I really liked that yeah. scene. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was, and, and another great scene that we didn't get a lot of in the first one in, in seven, uh, cause we didn't really get a good space battle. That first, opening scene of the film with uh poe poe being a cool guy being poe um and which was is always fun um was really cool because like i said we didn't really get a good uh space battle in the first one we get like kind of two well i guess really just one in this one but um that for that opening scene was really interesting and i really liked the <laughs> i thought the bombers were really different and cool mm-hmm. like it kind of because it's funny, I was like, what happened to proton torpedoes? Did we just have real bombs now? Yeah, like, also, I guess we're that. <laughs> did we realize the Y-Wings were the least cool ships, so we just yeah. got rid of the Y-Wing bomber class? Like, yeah. that's done? Well, because they used to drop, and the Y-Wings dropped, like, energy bombs. I could have swore they dropped, like, glowy, like... Yeah, they uh, they essentially looked like they just took the, like, the the propulsion of a proton yeah. torpedo and instead just dropped just it. Just dropped it. This one, it was like a whole rack full of fucking bombs and I thought it was interesting and it was a very tense opening sequence. I really liked all of that that happened there with the, yeah, it was the good. Dreadnought class and all that sort of stuff and the, the, the Rose's sister, that whole thing, I thought was neat. Um, I thought she was going to force pull the thing down. Which I guess she maybe she kind of did. Yeah. Because I think that would be neat, if, and which they kind of are in this. I think they're going to have to start showing more people using the Force that aren't just the, the Skywalkers or, you know what I mean? I think you could also you could also interpret it the way of just like, so not everybody can, can use the Force, but that doesn't mean that the Force also doesn't have like its own that energy. Yeah. So when she is like that desperation, when she does like call out, yeah. like not necessarily calling out to the Force, but calling out to just like whatever, whatever God yeah. or, or yeah. whoever yeah. they believe in, that there is a response to that. Yeah. I like that idea that yeah. just everybody, you don't have to be force sensitive to let the force like yeah. play a role yeah. with you. And I think they even did that with, uh, 
in Rogue One with the one guy, the the, the forces with me, the forces with you, or yeah. whatever that guy. Uh, I'm over the force, forces with me. Or yeah, it's like he's not force sensitive, but he no, he, he, was, he, he was force sensitive, he was, yeah. but he wasn't a Jedi no, or anything. No, no. He was just in tune with it. Yeah. And so there's varying degrees. That's what I mean. I think that, and, and and that's what I mean when I say more people using the force. I don't mean more people being Jedi and like force pushing people around. I mean more people just like passively like in those moments like kind of the force being a, a more a thing right. that not just Jedi like yeah. randomly can like fucking throw rocks around but like everybody now and then can kind of like can sort you know it makes it a, a, a and it also like we were saying earlier with uh, Ray being not from some legacy if everybody not everybody but you know if you're really in a moment the force can kind of interact Help, yeah, with anybody or help yeah. a lot of people yeah. it, it, it it um what's the word i'm looking for it uh expands it expands but that's not broadens. the word i'm looking for um oh shit um it's it's like a it's an economics word but i can't i can't place oh. it uh, i know um, yeah you're talking to the wrong person trickle down <laughs> trickle down force anomics <laughs> force anomics that's a good one no it um it just it it, it makes it so that it, it, it's not this special rare thing like i said that only you know super special people can do like yeah they're really good at it but like other people and 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 i think that's the thing it um democratizes that's not really an economic term but that's Mm -hmm. the word i was looking for democratizes the force Mm -hmm. to where the resistance is it becomes more of a thing of instead of just super special people it's you know everybody well people have done that i mean that's been done in 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 many different ways before like the idea of there's some interpretations of like the greek gods that i like where their power comes from worship and so like they come more powerful as the people and it becomes more tangible in the world or also even in like reach out to game of thrones uh, like as dragons come into the world like magic becomes more of a thing and so the more people become aware of the force the more in tuneness there is to it and so yeah it's like it's like it rebounds off each other yeah yeah, I just think it was interesting, and I think it's a, it's a, I hope they keep doing more of that. And I think the final scene with the little kid, we're kind of seeing more of that. Although yeah. he's probably yeah. going to end up being a Jedi, or he um, just grabbed that broom and we we're all way. Out. <laughs> I think he's going to. I, I think I think it jumped like a couple inches. I do into too. His yeah. hand. I, I do saw too. it. But it just bothers me so much that either that kid was so the, the end scene is yeah. like a call, almost like a call to arms of being like, yeah, yeah no, the the forces and the rebellion has been sparked it's or whatever. Because yeah. the rebellion is like done. Like there's like twenty of them. Yeah. Left. yeah, but that's enough for a spark. Yeah. Because as as Leia said when they were looking at a broken lightsaber among the eight people that were on the Falcon. Yeah, we've got the Porgs. <laughs> we've got everything. We've we got need. The, we got the power of Porg Nation behind us. So. <laughs> Yeah, and so then these little kids are like telling the story of oh Luke Skywalker did this, yeah. and then and then this like giant alien comes to us, presumably beat them for for, yeah. having, for having fun. fun. There'll be there'll be no fun sleep, children. So this kid walks away, and as he goes off off screen to sweep, it, to sweep, yeah. it looks like he for he goes to grab a broom, but it doesn't look like it got close enough to him, and he almost like I guess fantasias it to him. <laughs> And, like, there's, like, a two-inch gap where he grabs it. Yeah. But then he doesn't do anything else no. with it, and we're expecting something to happen. So it just kind of, it almost was like an Inception thing of, like, was that force? <laughs> well, but, I mean, nothing else happens, but we get the moment, it, just the shot, you get the, the callback to Luke, the kind of, you know, on the, looking on the out crest, the yeah. looking out, and he holds that up, and the moon catches the broom handle, and it looks very much like a lightsaber. Yeah. In that moment, yeah. just sort of as he's holding it, because it's reflecting the yeah. moonlight. You know what I mean? So it's not, it doesn't do anything with the force, but it's very clearly, like, this kid's the next generation. And speaking of the ending, I think that's, when I said they can do anything they want, what I think they're probably going to do, what it seems like they're setting up for is I think we're going to have a huge time jump 
or not huge maybe, but a pretty not insignificant time jump between the end of this movie and the start of episode nine. I, I would have to imagine for them in order to have build an army yeah. again, uh, and for the, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying all these, their army is going to be all these little kids that grow up and join their army. A child army. Child it's army. Some, that's the way to go. It's sometimes the cheapest army <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can buy. Sure, you have to feed them way less than grown men. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a, a pretty significant jump where the Republic or uh, First Order is in power for a while. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it, and it sort of turns back to how like a uh, new hope was mm-hmm. where they're, they're starting the, the rebels are starting to gain power again and are, are starting to grow. And, and cause it also gives us time for Ray to kind of become more of a Jedi and less of just like, she's good with a, uh, this lightsaber because she was good with a staff and yeah. she's good with the force. Cause she's just like Raleigh just in connected or yeah. whatever, but to actually become more of like right a fighter time for her to refine and, her powers and, and really and, yeah and for yeah. and for Poe to kind of become more of the figurehead of the movement yeah and that sort of thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a a pretty good time jump. I don't know. That's kind of what I was thinking based on how they ended it. But I, I would either say that or less less likely. I would think that there's almost a very small time jump, and you're actually almost using this trilogy to like set up. Oh, the future. Yeah. It's yeah. like, they're essentially going to try and get this resist, turn this resistance back into the way. Is it the rebellion again now? Well, they've kind of morphed it they've back They've kind of to turned it back to the rebellion. Because they kept, had a lot of moments where they kept calling them rebels or, you yeah. know, and yeah. John Boyega's big moment where he goes, she calls him scum and he's like, rebel scum. Like, you damn right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and when your favorite uh, purple haired lady says, uh, run rebels or Lord whatever. Dern, isn't that? Yeah, Lord Dern. Um, she says like rebels. She said, "Yeah, she says yeah, something." They, they definitely yeah. say rebellion more than resistance, and it gradually becomes well, more and more. And it's because after in the in the in the seventh one, they are resisting a small group of the first order that are trying to uprise uh, or yeah. take over. And the and the there is no rebellion necessarily because the first order is the rebellion, right? It's the and the senate just gets wiped. And then, but so then quickly. the senate gets wiped out, and now the first order has sort of taken over again. So now they're morphing back into a rebellion instead of because now for while the first order was kind of the rebellion in the first one or in seven, the uh, resistance has become the rebels again in this one because they're the small force fighting back against. Yeah. So that's my yeah. other theory: is that you just go small scale, so that you, yeah, you almost use this to clean the board, to clear the board. Like, let's get the Skywalkers and let's get that pass off the map, so that when we do start these new ones, we can do a time jump without many of the main like key characters, yeah. and then you can move forward from there and still bring back like Ray or Finn into more like experienced yeah. roles mm-hmm. like That'd be that. Interesting, yeah, for yeah. for a future, uh, however many. Yeah, movies. they could do that. That's true. Um, I just, I guess, my only thing is like, I'm not sure what they would how because unless. In, in there's a whole bunch of uh, rebels, and maybe I'm, I'm looking at it too much because they were they were pushing so heavily. I, I guess I wouldn't think there would need to be a time jump if they instead of just showing little kids being like, yeah, the rebellion, they had shown like adults, adults, capable people, like you know, like they cut to the the the, the Moss Eisley Cantina and their guys are sitting, you know, sitting around in the bar or something, and. And and you see their they have the you know something that like showed it was spreading to more than just little kids telling stories 
because then you have an actual ready army, ready you, people ready to come help you, and now that's implied. Or just still. like acts of rebellion by yeah. by adults or, or something. And maybe that's how we start the next movie is that they yeah. did spread. It wasn't just little kids. I mean, that would be silly for to just be little kids. There's something about the way they only showed little kids made me felt like that's where they were putting. The, you needed distance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, chances are it's just going to be it will have spread throughout the rest of you know the spaces. I was really hoping, and this is a little thing when she said they're sending out the distress beacon to. Uh, the outer limits or, or we have the outer rim the outer rim there's help we have friends out there they'll come help us and then eventually nobody comes but um i was really hoping that they were people were going to come and that they were going to be led by one landau calrissian mm. now i knew he wasn't in this film because it'd been confirmed like four different ways but i was hoping they had lied to us over and over <laughs> and, and over man, and, there was. and lando calrissian came in in like a new model version of the millennium falcon it's a real sleek and sexy millennium falcon <laughs> yeah it would have been amazing I'm hoping something. Hoping maybe that happens in the ninth one, but we'll see. Bigger picture, the only thing that I'm that I can think of now, and just trying to like think about like what's what's coming and and what happened in these last two movies. Even if the rebellion like is successful, the the Senate lasted what twenty years. Yeah. Before it was just completely destroyed 20, in, yeah. in, in an instant. Yeah. So like that that idea almost throws me off a little bit of how quickly the Republic was just obliterated. Like immediately. By blowing yeah. up like – but they, they had this gun that destroyed like 10 planets yeah. and then they knocked it out like that. Like that almost makes me worry of like, so what do you do? Yeah. We just do like, oh, we won again and then – I know. It's interesting. I actually didn't really love that about – in, uh, in retrospect about Force Awakens that they wiped out the Senate so quickly just so and, easily and so easily just to make the First Order such a giant threat again I, I really think I would have preferred over and now we we're on the path we're on and I'm enjoying it as it is but I think uh, going way back I think I would have preferred more if it was somehow um where, where it wasn't just immediately the the First Order so quickly overpowering them again and them being the spunky resistance fighter you know what I mean I, I don't know how you would have done it to make it uh, compelling and interesting and still have it sort of, because, I mean, we're telling a story of the underdogs. That's kind of the whole point. But, like, I don't know. I just think there could have been an interesting route to take where the senator something still exists uh, and it doesn't all get blown up in the first movie and then we're all of a sudden the first order. I mean, you could still argue that people were, like, in the rebuilding efforts or, like, people couldn't put armies together. Yeah. The, The complexities of, well, if we do have a senate, like, we have... Some planets that have armies and yeah. other planets that don't want to put their armies together yeah. and, like, the complexities of, like, yeah. democracy. And I guess, see, that's the thing when you say that, and that's where I was going, but then I think about it and go, but that's what we did in the prequels, kind of, to an extent, where we, the Civil War and the separatist planets and the, like, that's a lot of kind of the conflict of the prequels is... It's, it's political strife and separatist planets rebelling against. That's true, but I think there was so much like goofball antics yeah. in the prequels that like those those like get lost. big things get lost yeah. because it, because there's d- gungans. Yeah, like, that's true. So I think you still could have done something like that. Um, but I mean that I mean I guess we're getting nitpicky yeah. as to an overall as to an overall thing. But yeah, no, I agree. I I felt the same way. I just I don't know. it'd be interesting to see where they take it from here. But they can kind of do whatever they want. Like. I, I would, I would just have to more so just for the future. I'd have to be like, well, what are you gonna do? Because like, what can you do? Like, well, we're bringing it back again. Like, we're doing it again. Yeah. It's like, okay, so that are we gonna get movies five years later where it gets destroyed again? You yeah. can only be underdog for so long, right. right? And then it just loses its potency. And maybe they go into a similar route, kind of with, uh, with what I don't know. Luke didn't really go that as much that direction as I kind of hoped he would in this movie of sort of the the middle road. 
the gray. The gray. And I was like, you know, maybe they won't go that direction where they, uh, with the, if they do win or whatever, where it's not, we're not creating a galactic empire or republic where uh, we're doing sort of a, like a separate uh, nation state or, I say, or planet states that are independent. I don't know how, you know, maybe they don't seek to like conglomerate it so much maybe and let just people do their own thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they, but yeah, maybe something like that would be an interesting route like look, we can't do the Senate again because either so either somebody corrupt up. either somebody corrupt takes over <laughs> or it gets blown up. So, so just like, need to do better they're screening. gonna do like an interplanetary United Nations. Yeah, like the United Nations, which is kind of what the Senate was like, but except the Senate had actual power. Where the United yeah. Nations doesn't really have actual. This is when you look too. Yeah, when you think about it too much, like it's just the the cracks yeah. start to show, and you just kind of like it's still Star Wars. There's still lightsabers and yeah. and porgs and. And all the good things yeah. that we've loved for decades. Yeah, and a lot of those interesting political things do get hashed out in the books, and are, are, are sort of uh, there's a lot of more interesting political machinations that go on in the books that kind of answer like, what is this universe? Like, what is going on with all this, all these planets, and all that sort of thing? But it's a little that's a little uh, micro or macro scale for the yeah. movies, for the big blockbuster movies. But um, I don't know if there are any other spoilers that we missed that I wanted to talk about. I'm trying to think if there was any other moments that. I don't think so. Oh, I, there was one moment that I expected that didn't happen. I was like, sure it was going to happen, which was, this is, I guess was the thing. It was like, so the moment in Force Awakens where Rey grabs the lightsaber out of the snow after Kylo's trying to get it, saw yeah. coming from a mile away. Yeah. I, there was like three or four moments in this movie where I thought, because I, I, you know, I was like, oh, oh I know what's going to happen. I mean, it's obvious, but in Force Awakens. And I felt that same way in this, and then it didn't happen. To where that like made me go, well, that's cool. And like one of those was the moment where uh, Kylo and um, Ray, after they fight everybody, and then they're force they're fighting over the lightsaber. Lightsaber, hundred percent thought Luke was going to walk into like, the room and this pull- is my bitch. Yes, <laughs> I mean it would have been amazing. The whole audience would have exploded. Yep. And then they didn't do it, which I actually was like, oh, cool. They did because it kind of would have been the same moment from Force yeah. Awakens to an extent. Yeah. Uh, and I was actually glad they didn't do that. But so, um, <laughs> but like there was that, and there was a couple of them like that where I was like, oh, hundred percent, know what's about to happen. Uh, even right before it, I thought I knew what was about to happen with Kylo Ren. And now, it, in retrospect, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But um, I thought he might kill himself in the moment with Snoke. Like, I literally thought he might turn that lightsaber when he's, like, pointing it towards her. I thought he was going to turn it and stab himself with it because that would force, um, because I thought maybe he was just so conflicted and just so, like, fucking. Just said, that's whatever. Yeah, yeah. well, and I that, didn't get that. No, but. well, something about the way they're setting it up and, 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 and also, um, because then it would force, it, it would be, like, the ultimate fuck you to Snoke because, like, then, like, because Snoke talked about how he manipulated him so much. And now, I guess killing Snoke is an even better fuck you to Snoke. But, like, <laughs> More I guess, effective. I didn't, I didn't think about the part with the lightsaber, so I was like, what's the biggest fuck you to Snoke right now that he could do? Because he was obviously very mad at, at, at him. And I was like, he's not going to run across the room and cut him in half with a lightsaber. So I was like, if he kills himself, though, that's a pretty big fuck you to Snoke. And sort of redeeming, and I could see that in, like, a character arc way. It kind of makes sense. Uh, I, and again, I'm glad they didn't do it, and what they did was cool. But like, I don't know. There was a couple moments like that throughout the film where I was like, "Oh, this is about to happen," and it didn't happen. I was like, "Oh, cool. That's different than what I thought was going to happen." Which I don't think there were many moments like that in Force Awakens where I was like, "Oh, this is going to happen," and then that that thing did happen, <laughs> like for the most part. So I liked that a lot about it. Um, it's good to see Yoda. Yeah, that was cool, and it looked. I, yeah, that was. That it looked Yoda bad one. at the beginning, and then the got first better. One. The, the first, first one was shot. Like, 
looked a little strange. But what I did love about it is that he looked very much puppy. Yeah, he looked very much like the puppet from. Yeah. Well, because that's that's the thing. The first one looked, yeah, like really fake and cinematronic yeah. and and like bright, or not cinematronic, but animatronic. Uh, animatronic. Well, it's a puppet. Or no, not yeah. animatronic. It looked the first one looked extremely blue and a very extremely CGI. Oh, oh, and, and then the, as yes. they let him go, yes. it started to look more like more, a puppet. And yes. they they used the fire so that they could like tint down on the blue glow yeah. and. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I really liked him his little cameo. Did you like Yoda showing up, Katie? Yeah, I did. It's good to see also Yoda using dark side powers to control <laughs> lightning. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I was like, he just fucking struck that tree with like, lightning. Once again, this force power stuff is just way out of line with what people can and can't do. <laughs> He's a fucking one of the most powerful Jedi of all time. True. If he wants to That's force strikes yeah. a lightning strike a tree for, as a ghost, he can make it happen, I feel like. I think the the best part of that was that it set up him doing his Yoda giggle. Yeah. <laughs> which you didn't which we haven't had and, yeah. and that was one of the most pleasant parts yeah. about him is that he is in in a sense a kooky old man yeah. in the first ones. Well, and it made sense in the timeline because it's, you know, we, we the Yoda of the prequels which had his moments but a lot of people were disappointed with as, uh, you know, as a 60 year younger or 50 year younger Yoda than the Yoda from Empire and this was very much obviously the Empire, yeah, Yoda, <laughs> like, yeah. running around with his cane, laughing at shit, and like but whacking the, a Luke on yeah. the head. With, like, but then also having like those serious moments yeah. of, of uh, you know reflection and stuff. Yeah, but, that was yeah, really. Fun. I was very happy with that scene. I thought it was really good. And then yeah. they just like two bros chilling, <laughs> watching, watching a tree, their burn. legacy burn <laughs> to the ground. But apparently it didn't because somehow those texts, yeah, are yeah. totally fine. Now you said this. I missed that in the who yeah, had they them? were in a drawer when Finn was getting he the was blanket. Getting for uh, Rose. There they were. So they I guess were just she there. stole them? She stole them or there were just more? Yeah. Be- yeah. Huh. <laughs> There's just an extra copy. <laughs> <laughs> they had a library copy on the Millennium Falcon. Well, he did say these are the... I guess he said they're only remaining text, but the original text, so... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe stand, uh, stand maybe Obi-Wan shit. stored some on the on the Millennium Falcon <laughs> before he, he went senile. Yeah. And just, oh. I don't know. Who knows? Um... I think that yeah, I think that was all spoiler. I'm trying to think. Of the, I don't know if there were any other moments that I wanted to that really knocked my socks off. Um, oh well, visually, and I, we we even talked about this, but it was really there was lots of really cool visually stunning moments in this yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a couple that stuck out: the, the moment when Luke walks out through the flaming doors with all the walkers in the yeah. background. That shot was awesome. I mean, it's basically the shot from poster for star trek into darkness but still it's there's not that yeah that, that shot's one that we've kind of that has seen, been done in one way or another but the light but still looks shot cool. and yeah the light speed really shot in particular cool. where laura dern um whatever the hell her name was uh commander or no uh vice dr. admiral dr sadler something i don't know vice admiral colden colden dr sadler something like, yeah dr sadler um when she uh she goes to light speed through all the star destroyers it was really fucking cool looking and then the sound all just cuts out and it's like everything's cut in half yeah. that was really neat for the scale of her character it was pretty i liked what they did with her they didn't give her too much but there was like yeah she had some like is she bad is she a, not not a bad guy but like she might have been a tra- she, i thought yeah. she might have been is she a like traitor. a bad person or is she a coward I mean, they kind of set it up like that they play it they play it because yeah. he says well and i mean we ultimately know they're just tracking him but they set it up like he goes oh well, i got him on a string and we don't know that she's not like just corresponding with the empire somehow 
Other than we um, we do find out that they're just tracking. Oh yeah, you know I, I didn't mean, catch that at all of like I, being like, oh, do they have a spy? That's on what board? I kind of thought was that she might be literally when he calls her traitor. Wow, I, I thought yeah, I thought she might actually be like a traitor. Like, like, I, 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 they were setting it up too hard. Oh, that's the for thing. Me, yeah. So I didn't. That totally really right past me. Is yeah. I think I was just again too too taken away by, by that purple, purple yeah. hair. I hate that purple hair. It's yeah, just, just the way she played it and everything. I found her dress so much more distracting. Than her she, purple hair. she was so out of place she with, was with like all of, place of like the the weird... and which was part of the reason I thought that yeah. it, which but as a spy his... you would want to not be out of place yeah, I guess. it's not like yeah. I'm going to go spy on these people everybody's <laughs> in combat gear all the time <laughs> all I will purple. be wearing a tight purple gown with purple hair to match it just seems really impractical to be wearing a flowing gown yeah. It At doesn't. Well, Mon Mothma, but hers also were, wasn't. But that was like I'm more with like yours. Was like <laughs> that, that was, was the more like was cocktail dress. <laughs> like it was flowy and dragging on the floor. That's how Mon Mothma's dress was. Hers, but hers were more of like robes. Yeah. yeah. Like hers. This lady was like she could she like, had, like put the on the right weird, shoes and yeah. go to the club. Like the, <laughs> the cowl thing yeah. that yes. made her neck look. No, I agree. Miles she looked long. to me. What I kept thinking of was she looked like somebody from the Hunger Games. That like from the from one of the rich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like going to watch the games and like watch all those little poor kids yeah, kill each other. Yeah, she just looked very out of place and probably to be like, command the respect of like that. Like I was agreeing with Poe Dameron when he yeah. was like, that's her? It doesn't seem like her. I was like, no, it doesn't. It does not seem like her, yeah. whoever that is. Yeah. Um, speaking of one of the, a couple more things, one thing I really liked that I thought was interesting was that, was that the whole storyline with her and Poe and sort of the... Um, power struggle and the and the disagreement and the strife within the resistance within the rebellion and how it's not just like we're all just like yeah let's do this there was sort of that like i mean they could go so far as like outright stunning the shit out of each other like yeah. half of them are on poe's side and the other half are on her side and they yeah they end up uh shooting the shit out of each other and uh yeah i thought that was interesting and, and kind of a fun fun twist i had one other thing that i forgot i liked it that poe was like wrong most of the time yeah. yeah like he's still an incredibly talented individual but still very young yeah. and naive to he's, he's a hothead he's a hot to head. the politics of also off. like even in the beginning it was like yeah we destroyed that one thing but like our our people are more valuable than yeah. their people like yeah. that's there's a cost to all of this and he still needs to learn that lesson and yeah. i liked that he didn't immediately like learn that lesson. no it wasn't he didn't know it he still didn't by the end of the movie i mean he's yeah. learned it now but yeah. he didn't. He didn't succeed well, in he, this movie. He kind of got it towards the end right. when they were like, "Pull back!" Like this. This is yeah. this is lost. Like yeah. pull pull back uh, with their little sand speeders, which sand I speeders. enjoyed those. That thoroughly. was awesome. Like, those are so dumb. <laughs> I loved how janky they were. His legs just... pokes through the cop. Yeah. He's like, "What?" <laughs> and they're just open. <laughs> yep. And I was like, "I." You know what? What I noticed in this movie, and I do it in a lot of movies. I feel like more and more, but I noticed it a lot in this one because they said in the beginning that they had thirteen snow speeders or whatever those things are. And I swear to God, we see like 15 of them get blown up over the course of that battle. Oh, there's wreckage is everywhere. Well, I mean, they just, they kept showing shots of them getting blown up. I'm like, they only had 13 of them. You can't, like... <laughs> well, that's the same thing as, like, the the, the classic, like, there's six bullets in yeah. that revolver. Yeah, yeah. Brendan but it's Frazier, a little you've different. shot at 13 times. Right, right. How dare you? He has as many bullets as he wants in his <laughs> Of course he, of course he does. Um, but no, I just, I don't know, something, and that was the one scene in particular. It was like, they had a very limited number. And and also they I just I didn't understand what they were even gonna do in those like I was like you're gonna drive yeah, straight they into guns? a hole they did because Finn tried to shoot yeah. at one yeah. point and they were melted by the laser yeah. but uh, which I'm not sure how Finn didn't melt because he was in that laser and an open I think cockpit, he was on but, the outside skirt of, uh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah. force yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, that was a very like almost uh, New Hope reminiscence of like, oh my my gun's down, like oh, I'm gonna just drive, drive and kind of yeah. do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Um, oh, I had one of those. Dang it, popped into my head and I forgot. I know I'm hungry too. Well, uh, the creatures on uh, Luke Skywalker's planet were the worst. <laughs> that's I wasn't what I, a big that's fan of those. I thought those were a little silly. There was what looked like uh, little nun, nun ladies that just swept. And he's like, what are those things? Well, she's like, what are those things? He's like, oh, they're caretakers. They've been sweeping the Jedi Order, which hasn't been around for, at this point, 150 <laughs> years. But nobody told them. I didn't. He should have told them first. Like, no, I'm going to keep these ladies to just clean up. And then there's also just these giant tit monsters on the sea that, that literally their job is to, I assume, sit there, let him get blue, blue milk, milk out of them sloppily. I still contend that he brought those with him. From Tatooine? From wherever, yeah. I don't know if they're native to Tatooine. That shot was so unsettling, the way that he... Because they're... Also, keep in mind, they're, they're little... They're, their milk jugs are... are at their crotch. Yes. They're just literally these like giant slouching like fat creatures. <laughs> it was very yes. And as as there's like all these looks to Ray like as he's getting milk from the thing, the thing turns and looks at Ray and is like <laughs> And then as he's slop just beard just glistening with this milk slops down then yeah. then he looks at Ray and like smirks and is like yeah, like, this is the good shit. Just like what <laughs> Why is this here, if not to just be a nod to Blue Milk? But why did you have to make it so creepy? <laughs> I, do, I agree. I thought they were extra creepy looking. Like The whole thing, like, it looked like a walrus with boobs that had Watto's face. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> it looked like something to me out of, like, uh, oh, God, like a very different film. Just like a very... Yeah. Uh, almost like something out of like Guardians of the Galaxy where it's like these weird monsters that like don't really fit. Well, it's because, yeah, yeah, Star Wars has never had, like they always have like really interesting and like yeah, goofy creatures, creatures and yeah. I appreciate But that was the first one that I ever looked at in Star Wars that was like, you shouldn't exist. Like you look like you're <laughs> just like constantly in pain. Job of that? <laughs> no, he looked fine because he was just a giant slug monster. But this thing was like, Hairy and gross, <laughs> and like sitting there, like wishing it wasn't there. You it, don't know that they it, might love their life <laughs> watching the sea. <laughs> they probably get to hang out with porgs all day. <laughs> I bet porgs harass the shit out of those things <laughs> all they can't move. the time because they just. Oh my god, that was so weird <laughs> and just really sucked me out of it. Oh, I thought it was funny. I, I I do know what you're saying, but I didn't. It didn't bother me. Pretty funny. Luke loves that blue milk. That oh my milk. god, he really loves that blue milk. Oh, Katie, anything else to add before we give our final thoughts on this? I had another point, but uh, now I can't remember what it was. One brief moment that I thought was kind of weird was when Ray was like explaining the Force, and it like turned into a nature documentary for like a minute. Oh, where the cuts of where yeah. Luke is explaining the force. No, it's or, it's Ray talking about what she feels. Oh, life, death. Force. Yeah. It has that one and shot it, that you see in every commercial for every nature documentary where yeah. the little green things come out <laughs> of the sprout quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's like, oh that they got that stock footage of little green things growing yeah. through it in. And then baby porgs. Yeah. Yeah, baby porgs, dead baby porgs. I actually liked that. I thought that was neat. I thought it because I thought it was an interesting way to do that. And kind of explain that and the the, 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 the extremes 
Because that's where he's pushing more towards, like, you got to go find the a middle. part of all things. Yeah. 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 And I thought it was an interesting way to do it only with things on that island. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to, to, to sort of explain, even, like, everywhere, even on this island with Every, almost nothing on it, yeah. you have all yeah. of those. Every ecosystem has the forces of, as a part of it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I, it was an interesting way to visualize that. Visually, it was a little out of place for me. Nah, I, I, the one shot only that I thought that was the fast motion growing. I was like, that's because it's so, like, you see that in every, yeah. you know. Th- I thought that was a little strange, but I still, I, I liked that scene. I thought it made a lot of sense. So, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting way to, to kind of visually portray that. So, um, I think that's it. Uh, my final, I would say, I'm going to I'm gonna try to do this. I'm, it's, it's hard, but I'm trying to give it a 0 to 10 score on first viewing three hours out. I think I'd probably give it an eight, maybe ish. I don't know in that ballpark. Where I say, if, if you would have asked me right after Force Awakens, I probably would have given it a nine, maybe. Mm-hmm. And now I have a feeling that upon second or third viewing, those numbers will flip. Yeah, I think. I think it will literally flip to where I would say Force Awakens probably like an eight, and this will probably end up being like a nine for me, maybe. But I'll have to see. I don't know. I. What do you think, Katie? I'm going to give it an A minus. Oh, so you just, okay. At this moment. That's right, you're a teacher, so yeah. you get to go letter grades. Now I have to of... find a different rubric. <laughs> Four or five, how I to find stars. i got to find a different metric here. How many porgs oh. did you give it? <laughs> on, the scale, on the scale of midichlorian to porg in the growth cycle, the I would cycle. say new, newborn chick pork. <laughs> All right. Which is, which is roughly a seven and a half. There you go. Newborn chick pork, seven and a half. I like that. I also wouldn't know how to scale on the midichlorian count. <laughs> that that seems like there's a lot of divisions yep. down there, yep. and then porg is a very it's weighted towards porg. Yeah. So. <laughs> I agree. Oh uh, yeah. So that's uh that's our review and discussion of uh, the Last Jedi. It's definitely worth seeing. We saw it in 3D on IMAX, which is whew, an experience. That was uh it was really neat. Um, go. I would yeah. I mean, not again. It's Star Wars. Everybody's already yeah, seen it. Probably. If there's anybody that we're swaying, with guys, this. guys, <laughs> really, you should check out this little movie called Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I think you might like it. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to hear more further further thoughts with it, uh, me and Kyle will be doing a review of it on our YouTube channel, Good, Bad, or Bad, Bad. Nice. At some point, so I'm really interested to see what Kyle thinks because he's either going to really like it or really hate it, and Kyle I'm not hates sure. Everything. Which, yeah, I know he does, but he 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 doesn't always. He liked what did he like recently? He liked a thing that I couldn't. I couldn't believe that Did he enjoyed. Did he like Baby Driver? Yeah, he was really liked it? Baby Driver. Liked that wasn't it. Film. It was a different movie. Oh, uh, 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 Justice League. He really oh. liked Justice League, which I thought was interesting because he hated all the rest of them. That's um, so. I'm not going to go down the DC train right now. I'm <laughs> not going to go down that track. Sam loves DC movies. Um, not all. But yes, not all of them. <laughs> not Justice League, apparently. Um, but yes, our next episode of This Film is Lit, which is coming out Tuesday, is our review of The Muppet Christmas Carol, which will also feature a one Sam Pixley. We're Muppet about to record it. <laughs> We're about to record it here in a little while. Uh, it'll be fun because Sam has not seen or read. Katie has both read and seen, and I have just seen. So we have covered the spectrum. Uh, of viewing slash reading of A Christmas Carol and The Muppet Christmas Carol. So you'll see that Tuesday or hear that Tuesday. Until then, guys, keep reading books, keep watching movies. Go see The Last Jedi. And go see The Last Jedi.